Isaiah chapter 43, verses 18 and 19. Do not remember the former things or consider the things of old. I am about to do a new thing. Now it springs forth. Do you not proceed it? Today's scripture reading is 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 12 through 31. For just as the body is one and has many members, and all the members of the body, though many, are one body, so it is with Christ. For in the one spirit, we were all baptized into one body, Jews or Greeks, slaves or free, and we were all made to drink of one spirit. Indeed, the body does not consist of one member, but of many. If the foot would say, because I am not a hand, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the ear would say, because I am not an eye, I do not belong to the body, that would not make it any less a part of the body. If the whole body were an eye, where would the hearing be? If the whole body were hearing, where would the sense of smell be? But as it is, God arranged the members of the body, each one of them as we chose. If we were a single member, where would the body be? As it is, there are many members, yet one body. The eye cannot say to the hand, I have no need to you, nor again the head to the feet, I have no need to you. On the contrary, the members of the body that seem to be weaker are indispensable. And those members that are body that we think less honorable, we clothe with greater honor, and our less respectable members are treated with greater respect. For as our more respectable members do not need this, but God has so arranged the body, giving the greater honor to the inferior member, so that there may be no dissension within the body, but the members may have the same care for one another. If one member suffers, all suffer together with it. If one member is honored, all rejoice together with it. Now that you are the body of Christ and individual and members of it, and God has appointed in the church the first apostles, second prophets, third teachers, then deeds of power, then gifts of healing, forms of assistance, forms of leadership, various kinds of tongues. Are all apostles? Are all prophets? Are all teachers? Do all work miracles? Do all possess gifts of healing? Do all speak in tongues? To all interpret, it's try for the greater gift, and I will show you a still more excellent way. These are our sacred stories. Thanks be to God. Change is something that was not there before, but then turned into something, or that something happened that did not happen before. To me, the thing that has changed is COVID coming into the world, and that has made me wear a mask, social distance, and have events with a lot less people. It has affected me because I could not get together with my friends as much, and the masks were uncomfortable to wear because they made my nose itch. I dealt with those things easily because I got used to the masks, and even though I could not go into large gatherings, um, I could still have fun. There were some good sides to it, believe it or not. Like, I got more time to play video games with my friends. Also, since we could not meet in person as much, we met online to talk and do whatever we want. 
A few things that never really changed was playing outside with my neighbors, doing the same old boring schoolwork and the same friends. Next year, I will start middle school, so even though some of my friends are moving to other schools, I can still talk to them online to see what's going on in their lives. With, with them, wait. Uh, so as in friends, next year it won't change as much, apart from the fact that I will have new friends at my new school. I think that the adults take changes harder than kids because I always see adults very worried, but the kids either simply don't care, or it's a lot easier on them. Uh, for some reason. Change does not always have to be a good thing, because like COVID, change can be a bad thing. A few other changes that are bad are getting injured when you weren't before, losing out of a game that you won four times in a, uh, in a row right before, and having to do uh, something against your own will but you still have to do it, like washing the dishes or putting your dry clothes away when you didn't have to like five seconds before. The way that I had coped with those changes was by either getting mad and eventually accepting it, or accepting it right away, which in my opinion is the better option because you don't have to waste time getting mad. But I just get mad anyway for some reason that I still don't know. The way I get to the point of accepting it is that I realize what I'm doing would not change anything. Because if you get mad at dirty dishes, what are they going to do about it? Wash themselves? Sometimes there's nothing that you can do about changes like COVID because it would have already happened and you don't have to do something like you do the dirty dishes. All you can do is accept and acknowledge that it is there or that it has happened. I think adults can learn to cope with change like kids do in some cases by just knowing that it's there and not making such of a big deal. Adults worry more about changes than kids, sometimes. My name is Sebastian Alexander, and I've been a part of Covenant since I was born in 2010, or even before that, if you count my tenants were on my mom's bill. <laughs> that wasn't meant to be funny, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> I am now in the fifth in case you're curious, my last completely normal school year was the second grade when I was blissfully unaware of the existence of coronaviruses. Long, long ago in a Houstonian suburb not so far, far away, I only wore a mask on Halloween, I sat by whoever I wanted at lunchtime, and I never even asked about vaccination status before having to play it. Ah, those were the days. <laughs> but then, in March 2020, things changed. We were on spring break, and then we, then we woke up on Monday morning, and then spring break got extended, and then extended again. No one left their houses, was it airborne, could you get it from touching surfaces, would we be able to go back to school, and who is hoarding all the toilet paper? <laughs> So many important questions. Now, almost two years later, we go to school, but can't drink the water fountains, 
the lunch tables are farther apart, and we have to leave certain seats empty to space ourselves out. All students have their laptops, and, and teachers pre-record their lessons for students who cannot come to school because of COVID. After not having a single handwritten assignment the entirety of fourth grade, yes, I started doing hand assignments on paper. It's a new world, but here we are. In the scripture lesson from Paul's first letter to the church at Corinth, he uses a metaphor about how the church family is like a thought. Covenant Church gave me a Bible last year when I finished. Pen, that was a really helpful introduction to the first Corinthians. It says that the people who belong to the church were from diverse walks of life and were not normally crossed paths, but in the church. This metaphor is especially meaningful to them because Paul is saying well, the people in the church are different and have different abilities, but everyone's important. In verse 15, if the foot would say, because oh, I'm not a hand, I don't belong to the body. <laughs> and if the ear would say, because oh, I'm not an eye, I don't belong to the body. <laughs> that would not make it any less a part of the body. The point is, all the parts of the body are important regardless of their differences. And the church in Corinth the members of the church family are equally important regardless of who they are. So, what does God do with diverse people and their diverse talents? What God does best? In today's scripture reading from Isaiah, God is doing new things. God's making the way in the wilderness, making a path for a place where there is no call. God is making where there is no desert. Well, there is even water in it. But God is making something new. This is nothing we haven't seen before. God creates new things all over the Bible. The whole shebang starts off with God creating the heavens and the earth and life, water, then land, then plants, and animals, and then Adam and Things take a sharp left turn after that, but God also raises up a new king of Egypt in the book of Exodus and creates a new heart and a steadfast spirit David and Saul, and put new wine into old wineskins and napkins, and creates new covenants all around the place. Did I mention my Did I mention my new Bible has a great concordance? Did I say that correctly? The point is, God is God of creation, and the church should see new opportunities for for creation and to be here and now. So, what does the new normal? And present. What's the normal breath of creation? I know more about supply chain logistics than you most people. Good. I, I may never regularly walk into a grocery store for shopping again. My vaccination card is one of my most prized possessions. Restaurants are doing their best to limit exposure to friendly strangers, and delivery apps have been a game changer. And don't me started on how many times someone's put a COVID test up my nose this year. <laughs> First of all, I like the wearing mask when, masks when it will protect someone's health is no longer needed. Wearing masks in close quarters during the pandemic is a sign of respect and care for other people. 
You never know who is at risk or who goes home to suffer with it. Taking steps, even that ones that are sometimes uncomfortable to limit the spread of illness, is an act of love. It says to the members of the body that we continue to protect you and take care of you. It is the creation of another sign of respect and one that I hope you will use. As Laura would say, may it be so with us.